All right, welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and I'm joined here right away in the intro with uh, Tim Barr, who has just came back from the states of the West. You know, he has <laughs> run across the states of the West, right? Is that what it's called, Tim? States of the West 100? States of the West. I, yeah. 100 miles. Whatever you want to call it, man. I think they're rebranding. Yeah, it's the whole Chris. States of the West. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tim's here. Uh, his son's Micah's here. I was just telling Micah, how am I doing on the intro? Good. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Sweet. We're sitting out here. It's kind of rainy, so I don't know if there's going to be like an ambiance of rain to gently put you all to sleep if you're listening to this you know bad audio is the reason people turn off their podcasts you know that's fine with me if you're if you're really into the states of the west you're gonna stick stick with us and uh yeah go with it they might cancel you for calling the race that states of the west yeah. they're like never let chris ward in this race and i'll be like no uh but yeah man welcome back to the podcast thanks man uh yeah, dude. Uh, first of all, I have to ask you about this, and I know this is going to be a painful subject. You just said this morning was rough, and I want you to retell that story. Well, you know, I think it goes <laughs> without saying that you go on vacation, and something is always going to go wrong, yeah. right? Like, you come back, and so in this scenario, it was like this morning. We got back at midnight last night, and our flight was super delayed from all the storms and stuff. Yeah. And so we finally got in, you know, slept till like eight or whatever. And Wait, then, you guys got back at midnight? Oh my god! Yeah, it was late. <laughs> it was a, it was kind of a long day of travel. But um, so we get in, and, and Micah goes to the fridge outside, and we realize the GFCI switch that the fridge is plugged into was off, and that means that the freezer that all of our meat and <laughs> chicken and you know I'm it's a it's a good reason to be vegan because I freaking hurled this morning trying to clean this thing out so if you're if you're vegan cleaning out vegetables is probably a whole lot smells bad unless yeah. it's broccoli one That's time at work bad. i brought in like bad broccoli yeah when i was teaching it's and, bad right and i was sitting in my class i'm like man something smells like farts right now something does sometimes even fresh broccoli smells I know. awful yeah and so here's what i did i took it i'm like i can't eat this this is bad and I threw it away in the like boys' bathroom right across the hall from my oh. class. And as soon as students started coming <laughs> in, the boys were like, "What happened in the bathroom?" And like, <laughs> Mike is in middle school; he knows. Like, middle school bat like it, the bathrooms are already a disaster. But if the boys are now like, "This is worse than normal," <laughs> then you're like, "Uh oh." Yeah, dude, it was bad. I like threw on a I threw on a mask, you know, in '95, like double masked it up, and then like. <laughs> gloves the whole nine yards like straight like covid style and i'm like i quadruple bagged this stuff up and then we uh, went to the chinese food dumpster and dumped it all off this morning because i'm like I'm, this is not sitting in my trash can <laughs> dude uh but all the neighbors and and all the raccoons are going to be all up in my yard oh, yeah man yeah yeah well i'm sorry that's rough it i like was rough. i think i like it though because i'm like isn't that just the thing, dude? You do you go out and run Western states, something you've worked for for years and years and years. You're like on top of the world, and then reality just kicks you right back in the face, you know? It could have been worse. Like we went camping last summer and came back, and the sprinkler like controller thing had broken, and our entire window well in the basement was full of water. It looked like an aquarium, oh which means my basement looked like an aquarium. Oh. 
Yep. So six months later, after the basement got remodeled, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'd rather have a I'd rather have a stinky fridge stinky. I can clean out in an hour than yeah. have my whole basement full of water. I'll say this real quick. One time. Lindsay came home with all the groceries in the back of her car and it was middle of summer like 90 like baking and i i was like i'll unload the car like i'm a good husband kind of thing you know and i take everything out and i unload the the whole car but i left one bag in and that was the bag with all the meat and it sat in there for like two days and like 100 degrees and her <laughs> car smelled like death dude and uh yeah it took like four trips to the car wash to yeah. But that's not why we're here today. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I want to hear all about Western States. I've intentionally, like, not talked to you after this event for the last week. So we're, like, six days removed. Uh, I'm super excited to hear about it. So, yeah, man. I know it's something that you've been working for forever and ever. And I'm super proud of you for finishing. I'm sure it wasn't easy. But it sounds like you had, like, a really good experience. Yeah, for sure. I think um, for and most people probably listening know about the race, but um, it's like kind of considered the first trail 100. Um, it was started, you know, 50 years ago. Actually, this year was the 50th anniversary of the race. And um, it's 100 miles. It runs from Squaw or I guess it's Palisades now um, in Olympic Valley um, in Lake Tahoe. And it's a point to point race to Auburn. So um, there's a net downhill like over the course of the race, but there's still 17,000 feet of, of <laughs> vertical gain. So yeah. it's, it's not, you know, easy by any means or like a downhill cruiser race, but, um, it's got a lot of history to it. Um, and then there's, there's 300 and I think 379 total spots, uh, for the race. Okay. And, um, so I think because of the nostalgia of the race, because it's so hard to get into, there's a really like tough lottery, uh, for folks to try to get into the race. Yeah. So, um, we're sitting out in a thunderstorm. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if we should go. Maybe yeah. at some point we'll go inside. But, um, yeah, I think there's a, so there's a whole lot of like, like nostalgia around the race mm -hmm. and, um, a whole lot of prestige around it. So like some of the top pros of the world, it's like, it's like the Boston marathon basically of yeah. ultra running. And, um, they're like the media attention is just bonkers at this at the race and because of the fact that you know there's so few spots and so this year like for me um this was my seventh year trying to get in um and it's only year seven because of covid like the year that um everything didn't happen yeah. so um i had six years of consecutive basically 100 milers qualifiers that um led up to this year getting picked in the lottery yeah and um, the lottery happened in December. So I looked up the stats on that. There were 7,000, over oh 7,000 people trying to get in yeah. to this race for 369 spots. There were over 40,000 tickets total in the lottery. And so I had 32 tickets out of over 40,000 that were like sitting in the crazy, man. in the pool. So to, to get in was just awesome. And I think um, like, I, tra I trained super hard, but I also like went into this race more than any other race. Like, you know, the DNFing was just not going to be an option, like yeah. no matter what the day brought. So yeah. I raced somewhat conservatively because it was like, I didn't want to do anything 
stupid in the first like half or even the first like three quarters of the yeah, race and then that you would like risk missing like half the course or whatever right. like part of it's probably like wanting to see the course and being a part of it and being a part of it and finishing the race and yeah um there's just because there's so much attention on it like you know like i said they um we might have this to go awesome. this is like it's not too bad in raiders of the lost right ark but... they're digging up the ark and then it's just like a thunderstorm <laughs> happening it's They're like, just sound effects for the drama of oh, what yeah. is about to unfold. <laughs> Anytime you said Western states, it's going to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, dude. Well, okay. So first of all, can you tell us, like, like you said, a lot of people listening to this probably do know the history of the race, but can you kind of talk a little bit about it? Like, did you dive in? Did you like geek out about like learning all about it before you ran it? Yeah, there's a lot of folklore around yeah. it. So, yeah. like, you know, I actually I found out the most by just trying to do YouTube like course recon because I wasn't gonna be able to run it before the race. And so, yeah. like, I'm like watching as much YouTube, and surprisingly, there's like nothing. Like, there's barely anything to kind of show you like what the course is gonna be like between the different aid stations. Really? Like, there's no informational stuff that I could find out there to like really help prepare me. Yeah. Um, other than you know, like John Smith or something filming his Western States 100. And you're kind of yeah. seeing the trail a little bit right. then. Yeah. But there's some good videos out there on the history. Yeah. And so the folklore is like the, the biggest like myth, if you will, but there's some, a little bit of truth to it is this guy Gordy was uh -huh. on his, like it was a horse race originally. Gordy Ansley, Ansley. Yeah. Ainsley. Ainsley. Sure. Yeah. Nailed it. Sorry, Gordy. <laughs> you botched your name, but He's like on his horse in this horse and this hundred mile horse race and his horse yeah. fell ill. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, I'm just going to do the rest of the course on foot. Like that didn't really happen. So sorry for, Oh dude, you're ruining people. my perception because this is what I love about hearing about Western States is the, the folklore, the legends yeah. around it. Well, it's know? still a pretty good life. Like his yeah. horse did go, he was in the horse race. Yeah. His horse did go ill. Yeah. And he, and he DNF that race. And then the f following year, they were like, in some other like an expedition had done like a bunch of guys had done the course on on foot. Yeah. Um, like over like a few days. Yeah, or something they like, like that. backpacked it or whatever. Yeah, and so they were like, I wonder if you could do it on foot. And so like, within like a year or two after like his horse going yeah ill, like he trained and went out there and like ran it. That's amazing. So, and then they had like the first official like Western states, you know, where yeah. like people were going out to do it. So, um, there's some really good YouTube content on there on the history of the race, which is fun to watch. But, um, I learned a lot about just, you know, some of the folklore around it. Yeah. I like the story of his horse going ill though. I love he's it. just and like gets off and starts running. You know, if but. there was like a couple year gap, it's probably just like, as he was explaining the story, it just got like whatever mixed together along the way is like yeah all happening at once or totally whatever. but it's a i mean come on it's a great story that's a great story <laughs> and to to imagine doing it 50 years ago is wild to me isn't it insane yeah. like they didn't have like any of the technical gear or they didn't no. know anything about the fueling or like nutrition or what needed to be done and yeah um yeah it's incredible like and just the science just this year like i participated in a medical like research study um where they like took all my metrics and, and my like blood and all that before the race and then they did it like right after the race yeah and there were 75 people that participated in that study and they got data from like 60 of them after the race yeah 
and the um like they they said that it was the largest ultra running like research study that had been that had been done like yeah. this year like 75 athletes sit so like we're 50 <laughs> years later and we don't have any data and, and still like the largest is still 75 right. isn't that you crazy know? yes <laughs> every time it thunders we gotta say, say western states well, no dude that was that like was the perfectly timed <laughs> thunder there i don't know if people are gonna be like i wish they'd move inside what do you think tim what's the I, i'm we're dry hey wait i'm gonna it's pause it and i'm gonna see how much the rain sound is coming through and then we'll call. we'll be right back okay. all right we have moved inside and totally remember what we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> So after the commercial break, where are we at? Uh, we were talking about Western states. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's, what that's what we're talking um, about. Yeah, man. So I know you've worked really hard. I, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about like your journey to get qualified and to get chosen. You're on the wait list. Like, I don't know if you want to talk about any of that or if you just want to dive into the race. I'm open to whatever, however you want to tell the story, man. Yeah, no, like no worries. I mean, I think for anybody that just gets into it, it's just a matter of just patience, right? Like just continue to pick your qualifiers and, and go out there and, and enter the lottery every year and, and just kind of see what happens. And when it's your turn, it's your turn. Yeah. And um, so I, the journey is like, and I had a friend tell me, like he was like, just enjoy the journey to like get there. You know, it's not about, it's not all about Western States, right? Like you just get to go out and experience like new races and new things and pick new qualifiers. And, um, you know, when it's your turn, it's your turn. So like, I'm, you know, it, like I said, I think everything aligned the way it needed to this year, which is cool. And, um, and I did take, I just basically kind of took an approach this whole season of training. Like when I knew I was going to get in, like, it's just been like a, a game of consistency. So like, I'm a, like hobby jogger, right? Like it's like, I'm not a, I'm not a pro. I'm like not trying to podium. I'm just, you know, just trying to do the best that I personally can. And as a, you know, in my late forties and with a job and a family and all that stuff. So yeah, it's not like, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't take it like super serious from a competitive standpoint, but I just want to do well. So like I, spent all year this year just with really consistent mileage like i look at my mileage from january on and um it was you know i was putting in you know 40 to 70 mile weeks like all year and like i really just truly took that approach i was like if i'm it's it's not about a regimented program as much as it is about just like time on feet and and consistent movement and it's been hard training here in colorado this this yeah, winter dude. like so so hard so snowy so muddy yeah. and rainy like yeah ridiculous from, from us it's still raining right and it's almost july is, is it july it's, it's july tomorrow's july yeah like yeah. crazy and it so like that has been really really tough i spent tons of time training on snow and then this year was also unique like normally like you know the friends that i run with all the time like on the weekends like hillary and some others like um, for whatever reason, we just couldn't get our sort of, you know, paths or schedules aligned. And so like I spent like more solo hours than I've ever spent like in the past, um, running this year, which has been really, it's been cool, but, um, it's also like, I kind of miss the, you know, hanging out with people and running like yeah, you and Joel and on Wednesday mornings is like the only sort of like people i've been running with and avon i've done a couple of runs with him on the weekends which has been cool um he's yeah. down in color springs but um 
like my whole approach was just like, look, just stay consistent and um, really work on some stuff that I haven't had the chance to really just focus on in the past. So like consistent fueling and, and just kind of a steady, steady grind, if you will, and just keep it simple. Like I think I've ten- I tend to overcomplicate stuff and try to like work in way too much. And I'm like, you know what, if I just put in the mileage and, you know, work on my fueling and you know don't be stupid like it's uh it's that was kind of my approach going into it well i think it's interesting that you just say that because you know if you're into this sport like there's so many inputs all the time like we're seeing like professional runners online and like watching all these really cool videos and you're seeing all of these different strategies all these people are using and you're kind of like i'm gonna apply all of these strategies like i'm gonna work on everything all at once and you're right like that's a silly approach because you're not getting like the most out of whatever your strategy is or whatever your focus is and so just to be like i'm gonna focus on these like two things and that's gonna take all of my focus and energy like i think that's really an important thing totally yeah yeah and it, it played it totally played into the race so like um I think the the energy and excitement around Olympic Valley is just like like super insane, like more than any other race you've been to. Like your goodie bag as an athlete, like I mean the stuff you get hooked up with is because their sponsors are just huge. Yeah. Just like, I heard you get a horse. Like they yeah, just you give do. you a horse. Like, I was just like, how am I gonna fly with this thing back? Like <laughs> I don't have a bag big enough for this guy. No. They're um, like, we used to be a horse race, so here's a horse. Here's well, a horse. No, what do you guys act like? What do you actually get? Um, we like they give you gave me like they're like, here's your backpack. They take your photo and all this stuff, like, and then the um, photo was cool. I mean, okay, the so photo is super cool. From my perspective, as from being here at home, refreshing at like four in the morning to see how you're doing, it's really cool that they take your photo because they put it up on the like live tracker. And you're like, oh, there's Tim. He's smiling still on his photo. He's probably doing okay, you know. It, it's such a cool thing. Like it, it really. I think there's just several things that just make it kind of a cool race. And yeah. so they they ask you all these questions before you check in. Like, what? Um, and they'll post the stats on the Western State site. But it's like, what kind of shoes are you running in? What no sort way. of watch do you, do you wear? Like, what sort of nutrition yeah. are you using? Like, all of these all of these things to be like so there would be like 70% of the runners were using Garmin and no this many way. were using Sunto and like what what type of headlamp do you use you know like this many have Petzl and like so they have stats from like all these different runners you can look that up on yeah run. so like if you go I mean you can see that I don't think 23 is up yet but you can look at the 22 stats and like how many people use like what gear and then um, they take your photo and then they give you like they give you this cool like backpack yeah. And then you kind of go around this room and they're just like filling it up with stuff. Like, you know, they're like Hoka recovery sandals. And like they had Gooder, they had a Western State, 2023 Western State Gooder glasses. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Like they gave, I can't even remember all the, all the swag that was in yeah. there, but some pretty cool stuff. And um, then the, um, the after the race was like this super cool, like, you know, there it's like a, it's like a running aloha shirt basically yeah you know and uh it's got like little western states buckles all over it and like the cougar logo and stuff it's super cool that is cool so yeah like just from start to finish like this the swag is like really rad and um the the energy around the race there's like drones and like i said every you know like every 
person out there seems to have like their own little like gopro film crew like, uh-huh. you know videoing like whatever so i told you um, at the start line you needed like face plant or something because yeah. it's going to be in every western states video i should have done something cool like that yeah they're just like there's that guy face planting again at the start yeah. <laughs> there he is there he's, he is there he's he sprinting goes. out in front of everybody i don't know what the heck? i've thought about doing that at a race you know like towing the line like with all the pros and just like running out as hard as i could for like 200 meters you know like everyone's like wait what who's this guy guy? i just wanted to win the 200 meter prize here i Uh, am here i am i wanted my i wanted my picture in front of courtney dewalter for like five seconds yeah and then she just like trips you as she goes by she just kills it yeah um yeah and then you you know it's like the like the start it just all of it is cool it like, seems the cool, banner man. is cool like the you're just like whoa yeah. i'm like here yeah you know, type of thing it's it's weird because it does come across when you're watching like the really cool doc like documentaries about it online and stuff mm-hmm. like the energy comes across which makes me think like what is it actually like there because you know how it is it's kind of like one of those things where you're climbing a mountain and you try to film what you're seeing and you're like this doesn't really capture like what i'm actually seeing or feeling right now yeah and but if so i'm like if the videos get a little bit of that the start line has to be insane for you to actually experience it it. feels like that and then i I spent a lot of time like visualizing like what the track would be like you know Mm -hmm. at the end and um that was like the other moment of like oh my god like i'm running around the track like you know it was like super cool but so cool um I don't know. I was like out of all the races that I've done, like the, the drama just wasn't, you know, I was just like, Oh, like every race I've always had like this thing of like, Oh, I was like, get this. I was like falling apart here. And like, I mean, I, I was maybe a little over conservative. Like I could have, I could have definitely raced faster. Yeah. Um, but I stayed just basically like I moved and I ate and, um, and yeah, and like I hurt, like I was like there was all kinds of things that would just like kind of pop up that I'm trying to problem solve through. Um, but I looked at like my pace like throughout the entire event, and like I was within like literally like the entire race, I was within like a minute per mile. Like you know, it would just fluctuate. Like I'd be stable. like at a yeah, I'd be like after the for big first climb at the ten mile late station, I was like averaging I don't know, I was like maybe in that like. 14 15 you know minute mile range because yeah. it's just like there's so much climbing yeah and then you know and then i finished the race at like you know basically like 15 minute miles like overall so like i moved like the entire race and i yeah. ate and um you know and i wasn't like most of these hundreds that i've done like i've been like way down in like body weight like after like the week after the race like like super down yeah which means that i didn't like feel enough and i kind of went into my stores and like this felt like I weighed myself this morning and like I weigh the same as I did um, the week before, like heading into the race. So like yeah. um, I did a good job of of eating and recovering and all that stuff. So like I'm super proud of like I'm super proud of like how how I managed um, the nutrition and my crew. Like, you know, Micah was out there and he's seen me in some bad spots. And yeah. Um, <laughs> So, what did you think about this yeah, year Micah, compared to... jump on, dude. You're the youngest person on the Like a Bigfoot podcast right now. Except for the one time my daughter came on, and I was trying to, like, do an intro with her, and she just kept saying, I don't know. 
And then I was like, this is a bad interview. I was like, what do you think of Bubba? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> what was it like crewing? Um, it was fun to crew the race, for sure. Um, there were some aid stations where it was hard, aid stations where it was hard because how many people were at that aid station compared to others. Yeah. Forest Hill was hard because you couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah. You had to go like five miles away and then you had to hike all the way up. You had to get your own miles in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All the others were fun though, besides the, um... Bus ride down to Rocky Chucky. Yeah. It was the worst bus ride. Why was it the worst bus ride? Because you're on these rafting shuttles. Yeah. And it's coming down the hill. And all you smell is brakes. <laughs> like the brakes were just burning. It's like straight down in a bus. And it's like midnight, yeah. right? Like middle of the night. Yeah, middle of the night. And you're looking over this edge like, oh, I could fall down that cliff right now. Oh my gosh. And That's then, terrifying, And then you dude. come to this bridge and yeah. the front goes down fine. The back... Boom! <laughs> that part was not fun. Yeah. But otherwise, it was easy race to crew. Yeah. Driving was nice. All the drives was nice. All the drives were nice. Um, everything else was really fun. When you see your dad in like, I mean, I was there in Leadville last year, so I was I I witnessed this. But when you see your dad and he's like in a really low moment, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you just like, ah, he'll be fine? Or are you concerned or what? I'm concerned and I'm like, okay, we got to figure something out and get him through this. So you're concerned from like a crew standpoint? Yes. I gotcha. What do you do to get him through it? Um, I give him as many compliments as I can. <laughs> um, and I help him out at every aid station. Yeah. And that's basically, that's how we get him through all that. Yeah. And it always works out. So. Nice, dude. And yeah. you, be- you believe the compliments. You're not just giving empty compliments. Yes, I do believe him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. I was wondering, Tim. Well, first of all, I have to say, like, you're, if you trained consistency as, like, the main focus and nutrition as the main focus, mm-hmm. it sounds like that paid off because that's yeah. what it sounds like the strengths were. It was a game changer. Like, I couldn't, um, I couldn't move as fast as I wanted to move. So, like, the... I guess there's always like something that comes up. So the snow over the first, there was like 10 miles of like solid snow running, yeah. like in the first 50 K like I'm talking, you know, at like slipping, mm-hmm. sliding, like there were sections that like you basically just got on your butt and slid down the hill type yeah. of stuff. Like yeah. it was crazy. I saw people just falling over, like, you know, people were biting it all over the place. And I think for us from Colorado, like we were able to move pretty efficiently over it, but we still had like our moments of, um, your stabilizing muscles and your quads and all that stuff just get so worked out. And, um, so like I was, my legs were a lot, I was slower and my legs were like more cooked than I wanted them to be when I got to the 50 K mark. Yeah. And, um, at Robinson flat, I was pretty, I was like, dang it man i'm like just i'm not moving as fast as i want to be able to move and um because of that um late once i got to the canyons i couldn't really move downhill efficiently like i mean it was like my i had some it band stuff that was acting up um and literally like i was just demoralized like i just i'm like hiking basically down these like really steep rocky technical the course is way more technical than I thought it was going to be really? for starters. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, it's going to be like runnable. Like everyone's like, it's so runnable. And I'm like, 
stuff is like hard, yeah. like rocky, like hard technical. Um, I would have trained a little differently knowing that now, Yeah. but I couldn't move downhill very fast. And so like runners are literally like just whoa, like flying by me. Yeah. And I'm just like, God dang it. <laughs> like I can't move. And I'm like, and I hurt and it's getting hot down here in the canyons. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then I'd like pass most of them going uphill, like uphill wasn't an issue. Yeah. And so that was like part of the problem solving. Like we just had to like figure out, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to move down the really steep stuff very fast. I can run down like shallower grades and, um, but you know, there was one point where I was, you know, with my pacer actually in the last 40 and he's like, dude, if you can, if you can pump out like 12 minute miles for a while, like you have a chance of like, you know, getting under 24. And I was just like, yeah, I, I get it, but I just can't like, I'm moving literally. And I was moving really well. Yeah. I just wasn't moving like 12 minute mile pace. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know it, but like I ran basically like everything like yeah. I, in, we got to the track and I still felt good. And I was like moving around the track, you know, like that was, and I think that came from like just consistency and just being able to move and just fueling like the entire race pretty well. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, you know, that like definitely paid off, but yeah, the first like snowy 50 K was, was like, it would like beat you up like well, pretty dude, good. Yeah. We, me and you ran at our friend John's house, uh, John Scott's house and in the snow for John and Shana's Leadville shiver, which was like a 24 hour or well, we did the eight hour race and we ran in the snow for like seven hours. Cause then after seven, we're like, let's go in and get sued this is yeah this sounds way better <laughs> but it's like that like imagine yeah. that you know but, but you're I, going over mountains it's like, but yeah. my legs hurt yeah and yeah. that was flat the whole way your legs and hips and all everything of that. hurt yeah. man and i'm my my toenails on both feet are still growing back from <laughs> it. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah it just it just kicks your butt you know it's like and to do that though and to be going up mountains and then to be like that was the first 50k that right seems crazy man yeah yeah totally so i like that was kind of like in some ways like that was maybe maybe my low point of the race was like um at robinson flat like yeah and just more so like i mean i was just i was like dang it like i'm just not moving like i want to be moving you know and so i changed my socks and um because you go through some river crossings and stuff and um got back out there and just kind of just spent the day problem solving but i was I was in this weird spot. Like I looked at, I just yesterday went back and like kind of looked at my pace throughout the day. And like, I stayed within like five or 10 spots. Yeah. Like of everybody all day. Like oh, I didn't I even move. That, Cause I, I was, was just here, like right there. Like the whole time I'm refreshing the thing, seeing where you're at. And I'm like, Oh, he's going like solid. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, who could ask for more? Like, you know, I think, you know, if, um, it's like, if I get lucky to get back someday, like, I might start further up in the corral at the beginning. Yeah. Because like literally I raced from like basically where I went through that first aid station is basically like where I finished in the field. Like mm. it just, I just kind of like stayed with that group the whole time. And, yeah. Um, were you meeting anyone cool? Like were you, were you with anybody at any point or were you just, just kind of passing each other here and there? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you chat. Um, I met some cool people, some guy from like, Durango, Silverton area, like we chatted for a bit. There was a guy named Aaron who you had on the show, like a oh, long yeah. time Aaron ago. Saft, Saft. I, I don't know his last name. I'm looking it up right now. But yeah, yeah. he uh, he was like from oh, North yeah. Carolina. 
yeah he's like oh chris chris war like i was like <laughs> i know he's oh a big he's a big deal oh, no he's but not. yeah i spent some time with him um, i'm not that's embarrassing i spent some time running with him which yeah. was cool and he was super super strong athlete yeah he's a great athlete um so just just good just good all-around people yeah for yeah. sure and then the time spent like with my pacers was was great like we had a really just tight crew this yeah. year so my friend brandon who's like super stud athlete um he's he's who i went down to go do bandera with in january okay you know, down in texas yeah and we both ran leadville together and like just super great guy so he kind of took me he took me like 20 and then uh, my friend seth who's who i met like yeah yeah totally just like one of my best friends in, in the world like you know kind of got me got me over the last like 20 what makes them good pacers because i was just talking about this yesterday i'm like i'm kind of like scared to be on someone's crew yeah it depends on you yeah right like i mean some people like drill sergeant pacers some people like what do you like i dude i just you know it's the company and just the the um reminders to like kind of keep eating and stuff like that just be my brain yeah like if you can just be my brain and just kind of work from that angle like yeah it works pretty well but i'm pretty self-motivated to move so like i don't really need like external motivation to like do stuff but it is sometimes a reminder of like hey tim like let's let's try to cruise over this section like we've been walking for for a minute like let's go yeah um but you know, I kind of know what I need now after doing so many of these things. And, um, I think just having the, having the company there and just people that kind of chat and kind of take your mind off like where you're at. Yeah. Do you talk about cool. that beforehand with your pacers or is it more like I chose these people for this specific reason? Cause it's just the way they are. Yeah, totally. I, I get, um, I've had a ton of pacers over the years and like, uh, it's just gotten super simple. Yeah. Like I usually I'll have like one or two pacers now, like at the most. Yeah. Like if somebody could carry me the last like 50, if I could pick up a pacer at mile 50 and, <laughs> and one person could do the last 50, I'd probably do that because yeah. it's, um, it's less brain power on my, my end. And, you know, and I think there's just a, there's, there's a handful of people that like at this point and kind of like what I'm doing, like get me like Hillary and Seth, Brandon, like, yeah. uh, like they all, they all like get me and, um yeah and, and it's just fun like we have a good time out there That's so cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah i was wondering if you know having interviewed you for your last 200 mile 100 milers steamboat or oh, not yeah. steamboat, run, run rabbit, rabbit run yeah and uh leadville where both of them were suffer fests for sure at least right. for significant portions of it yep yep did that play in your brain at all where you're like hey like my it bands hurt I'm walking down these steep inclines, but at least I'm not throwing up at like mile 10 or whatever it was at yeah. Rabbit and then like really struggling. Well, you know, like Leadville, you had done the mountain bike a week before. So was right. in your brain or were you like, well, at least this is easier, like objectively. Yeah, there's there was like something um, I was like I spent a little bit of time at the beginning of the race with this guy Greg who lives he lives over in Green Mountain um, runs for Berkeley Park. Oh, and, cool. Um, he, you know, he was kind of like talking about a couple of things and he goes, "Well, it's like even if it's steep, it's nothing that we haven't done before." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, like that's like sage advice. Like I've done it. Like I know I know I can puke and rally." Like I know I can, I know my hip can be like basically destroyed and I can 
yeah do 50 more miles like i know that this it band thing sucks and it hurts and i might be slower in the downhill but i still know i'm going to get this thing done um and i feel really blessed and fortunate that like you know it's like i'm still young enough i guess where i'm not pushing cutoffs because i just think that i have so much like heart for those people that are are pushing cutoffs it has to be like the most stressful place in the world to be um but like yeah i finished i had finished in 25 hours i still had five hours of buffer time like you know but it was weird though so at the 10 mile i want to say it was like the 10 or the 15 mile aid station like one of those ones there was a chart and it was like and it showed the time of day and it showed the 30 hour finishers it said 30 like time of day 30 hour finish you know in time of day like 24 hour finish basically like where you needed to come through that aid station to have a shot at 24 hours at 30 and i went dude i went through that aid station and it was like 10 minutes ahead of the 30 hour cutoff yeah and like me and this athlete like we just looked at and literally i look at my watch and like we're busting out like 1330s like overall for our pace yeah and i was like is that right but is that the, snow, the snow slowed you all down though. Oh my right? god, but I was just like, really? <laughs> like, you know, we were all like, holy crap, like we better run faster. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I I don't know. I like maybe I was maybe I was hallucinating early because I just couldn't have been <laughs> right. Like they had to have that wrong. Um Yeah. But the like the volunteers and the aid stations were were incredible, and um, I think the we got really lucky this year with like not a whole lot of heat, so there was a really high finisher rate this year yeah. compared to previous years. And then you look at what it's supposed to be like there tomorrow. Oh my which god! Was a week later, we got so lucky. Yeah, you know, I mean, I did a lot of heat, like you did hot water <laughs> immersion stuff, you yeah. know, and I was like, I didn't have to do any of that stuff, but um, but it's smart to do it because you don't know. You you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. yeah, and it still was probably ninety in the canyons, maybe. Um, and it still was it was enough to play a factor. Even if your, just bo- for if your body's not used to that at all, and right. we haven't had, we finally had like a ninety degree day this week. Mm-hmm. But if we haven't had it, right, you're like, oh my gosh, like ninety feels insane. You know, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but the course overall was like, yeah, there were super runnable sections, but the last twenty, like, there's some significant climbing. I think Seth had like over 3000 feet in the last 20. Yeah. So it's, if you're trying to, you have to give yourself a buffer. Cause I mean, I couldn't even imagine trying to like crank that stuff out or, you know, when you're on the cutoff. Yeah. And if we were going for the sub 24, there's a silver buckle for sub 24 finishers. Like if we were just trying to get that done, it would have been a a suffer fest. Like that last, that last 20, I didn't really care, but, um, yeah. For the athletes that were going for that, like it, there's a huge hill, like probably, you know, well over a mile long, um, before you even get to like a mile before the finish. So it's, it's like, <laughs> Seth, you know, it was like, Seth is like, dude, like the climbing, I go, I know, like it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Fortunately I was climbing well, but, yeah. um, there was a lot of climbing. Yeah. That's really cool. I wanted to ask you just being a fan of ultra running, you know, and of the athletes that, you know, like we witnessed these like athletes doing some amazing things. Uh, and I experienced this a little bit last year at Leadville where I, I was sitting there at Twin Lakes and I got to see everyone run through and you're just, it's like a who's who of ultra running. It's so cool. Like I yeah. was like kind of geeking out. Yeah. Um, but I have to imagine Western States is like that 
even more so almost yeah and so i don't know do you have like was there anyone there you were just like oh my god that's whatever no i mean you know it's like how can you not just be like totally like courtney dewalter is just like such an icon and i think probably one of the best female and she is the best female ultra runner to like walk the planet what she was able to do like freaking a like going it was like beating her own record yeah just soundly she's (laughs) no yeah she's she's amazing and um there's um taylor who took i think she was like seventh sixth or seventh in the women's field but she was um you know i met her we were crewing and and pacing an an athlete at leadville in like 2017 and so she was on that crew and she ran for i think she ran for oregon like she's super super fast yeah and um she got in this year on like a golden ticket and did really well so it was like fun to be like you know, I did like Sarred Awards. And I was like, that was so cool, you yeah. know, and like it's super inspiring. And, um, you know, I wish I had like that thing where I could run that fast, you know. <laughs> oh, I but, know. <laughs> but they, um, they, this race, like more than any, like Leadville, Leadville's cool, but it's not, it's not the freaking Super Bowl of, yeah. of ultra running the way this thing is. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, like the media, like, attention on this thing and and just the props that you like if you win western states like yeah you basically made it yeah and they're they were like live streaming and crazy like what was that like as an athlete being in it and then like witnessing i didn't know what was going on okay um i didn't know what was going on but uh, like i went back and watched the live stream of my finish and that i mean it was it was pretty cool. And I had a couple of people there like, dude, I woke up and turned on the live stream just right as you were finishing. Dude. I was I like, that's so cool. I was like refreshing the thing. And I was like, whatever the last aid station was, isn't very far from the finish. So like, Tim's going to be finishing in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. The probably. live stream is great. They have a, oh, they have man. a guy that followed, like there's a guy with a camera yeah. that's live streaming as we're running around the track. I'm so and, mad at myself for not turning uh, on the live stream during that. I just completely, it just, it was early in the morning. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, dude. Well, like, so the moment, the moment in this, like, um, Seth's like, well, when did you know, well, like, at what point did you know you're going to finish? And I was like, basically, and I'd always like, my answer was always the same at the last aid station <laughs> at the last aid station. Like, um, but you get to the top of this climb, yeah, like this hill, like you're basically going up this road and like you crest the top of this hill and it's just like welcome to auburn and then the track is like i'm like getting emotional thinking about it but you're like and i'm with seth and my friend brandon comes up and like i just passed the last there's like less than a mile to go and you're like up on the top of this hill and it's me it's me and seth and brandon and we're we're walking and we just see the sign and people are like congratulations like you, you know and i was like oh my god like and so i like am misting up like mad like wiping like tears from my eyes i'm like oh my god like really like we did like we did this and all of us are silent like all three of us and all of us are like wiping tears off our out of our eyes like i look over and i see seth like wiping his eyes and i see brandon like wiping his eyes and then we crest um we like move a little bit further and julie and micah were coming up from the other angle to our other side of the hill to like meet us and yeah. we were all gonna like finish together and we're all like just emotional and stuff 
And then we kind of come up over the hill and Julie's like dancing a jig. She's like, yeah, let's go. Like, oh my gosh, we got this done. Like yeah. she's just like totally lighting the mood and yeah. Mike is dancing around and we were like, that was awesome. Man. Yeah. So it totally, it was like, pull this out of our like sloppy, like sadness, you know, but it's like the mo- it, it is the coolest thing to come around the corner and like see the, like, you're like, there's the track and yeah. there's like the finishing thing and like and they're like welcome to auburn and i had it and basically I, like i finished in this like weird zone of time where like no one was around me so i had the entire that's track so to cool. myself that's so during cool. my finish we took tons of photos at the finish line yeah yeah it was oh, just amazing dude. what yeah. uh did you stick around the finish line for a while or like were you just ready to yeah, for a minute. Uh, like, the dumb thing is I participated in that medical research thing. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, I had finished. I was only done for, like, five minutes. And, like, I was like, oh, man, like, I need some food or something. They were like, could you come back over to the medical tent for What'd you have to do for it? testing and stuff? Well, here's what sucked. Like, before the race, like, because I signed up. I was like, just, you know, yeah. give me, like, just do whatever. It took an hour, dude. Like, it took an hour. It's like, really cool, though. I'm sure at the moment it sucked. Like, you're uh, like, I don't want to be doing this. But you're going to be able to have like whatever the results are. Yes. But here's the deal, right? Like it was, they took, they took blood, they did blood pressure. They did like this like test where they like tested how fast your blood is moving between your neck and your heart and your leg. And um, they they did it. It's like, they've got this like blood pressure cuff that goes on your leg. No way. And then they measure the distance between that that and your heart. And then your, you know, the (laughs) artery that's in your neck and they have a little pulse thing that goes in your neck and it'll measure how fast it goes through your system they like put something on your neck it's like a little pin that pulses and the no little way. thing on your on your like leg that. can detect <laughs> i don't I know, like the pin on the neck thing it's freaky, dude. It's freaky. <laughs> i don't want that so they did all that um and then they did a like a basically like an echo cardio deal yeah um ultrasound and then they did a like a kidney ultrasound this was like before the race yeah and it took me an hour. Like, it's like, and I told the guys, I was like, look, like, I'm going to finish this thing and I'm not going to want to spend an hour in your tent. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> and, um, I tried to get out. I was like, I was like, I'm going to finish. Like, we just got to get, like, get out of here. So I don't have to like go yeah. back to this medical thing. And they like three guys came over and they're like, Hey man, um, can yeah, you man. come over to you the tent? The like, study, dude. I know. And I was like, look, I don't want to spend an hour. Like just do whatever, like do the minimum that you got to do. And they were like, all right, like, here's the data that we really need. Yeah. So I didn't, I did all the same stuff, like, and they took urine and everything. So they're going to get like good kidney, um, kidney data out of that. But I didn't do the echo, like heart echo or the, um, kidney echo, um, ultrasound, but I did everything else. Like I finished the race. That's really cool, man. When do you get the results? Like. Do they know? I don't know. Like, hopefully, like I'm super I interested. Hear about it. Yeah. I know. I'm really interested to kind of see what see what goes on. I, you know, the I stepped on a scale and it gained weight like during the race. Really? I was just like, whoa, that's super weird. Yeah. And um, they're that's like, good though. That's a good sign, right? Yeah. They said there's a um, there's there's some sort of um, I don't know, like something in your body or something that that basically turns on and allows your like all the swelling and stuff that happens in your muscles, but it also um, just allows you to retain water. Mm, okay. As opposed to, like I'm still, you know, you're still urinating and stuff, you know, during the race, but yeah. it just allows your body to stay more hydrated. And they're like, it's a totally normal thing to be, to weigh more. Yeah. 
after the race and like they're like in 12 hours like you're gonna be back down that's but, cool yeah that's um, so interesting it's though. super fascinating so i i hope they get some good data yeah yeah and you said how many 75 people were participating 75 people at the beginning and then they said 55 came after the race so like 20 people did what i was gonna do and yeah you know and like, then they gave you a off. horse correct yeah, they give me a horse. As a prize. I had to donate it, though, because I just couldn't get it back on the plane. Yeah. The yeah. only person that can get a barn animal on an airplane is Billy Crystal in City Slickers. You know? or, or Indiana Jones, I'm sure. Like Indiana Jones yeah. had that snake, Reggie, my pet snake, Reggie, on yeah. his plane. He didn't want that snake, though. No. No, he doesn't like them. He didn't, he didn't like, yeah, that was like not a good thing for him. Remember Billy Crystal shows up in New York City with Herman, the cow, and his wife's just like, what is that? And he's like, it's a cow. It's our new pet. And she's just like, cool, man. You got your smile back. We're all good. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how that would go over. Have you ever read the book, The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared? That sounds like an amazing book. But it's for incredible. a second, I thought you were going to be like, have you ever read the book City Slickers? And yeah. I was have you ever read like, this book, City Slickers? <laughs> no, tell me about it. Oh, no. They have an elephant that they bring on a bus. It's great. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I want to. I kind of want to do that. How you should read was this it book. a baby elephant? <laughs> no, it was like a full size elephant. It was like one of the best books I've read this year. It's really, it is hilarious. All right, you yeah. tell me, tell me the title one more time. The hundred year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. All right, is it a feel good? Oh yeah, it's hilarious. It's okay, hilarious. I'm only into feel it's good so stuff good. right now. Yeah, like, there's nothing sad. Oh, perfect. There's no sad moments. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. into that. Nobody, no, well, people die, but not like not, <laughs> yeah. But in funny like normal die. ways. There is a funny elephant death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the tease. Of the book. <laughs> no, I read this book. Have you read Anxious People? Nope. It's by the dude who did Man Called Obey, yeah, which no. is that movie with Tom Hanks now, which no. I haven't watched. But it was surprising, like not surprisingly, but like, because I think I got the tone of it right away. But at the end of the book, it was super feel good. And I'm like, this is like the Ted Lasso of books. And this is all I want right now. This is how I want to just take in all sorts of media is just feel good stuff. So that's what I can't do like heavy books. I do like a lot of um, I listen to like so many audio books. Yeah. This year on my solo runs. But I got super into like murder mystery stuff. Yeah. But that's super heavy. What are you talking no, about? it's not super heavy. It's like it's like, ooh, you know, it's like. Yeah, it's not it's not super heavy. But then I like started like a book that was like recommended for you, you know, on yeah. Audible. And I was like and it was like dark. I was yeah. like, I can't do this. I like can't do this while I'm running no, through beautiful nature. No, uh, <laughs> this is not happening. Like Yeah. But amazing, um man. what um you know, to kind of like start to wrap up uh this we, this random like the banter. book talk. Okay. The City Slicker <laughs> book talk. Um no. Uh to wrap up like, yeah, I know we always talk about, like, what were your takeaways from doing this? And this one seems like such a long journey to get there. But and and it's super fresh. still. it's only a week. But yeah. was there any takeaways that you've thought about so far, or like in the moment, you know, like that you're going to keep with you the rest of the way for whatever you do next or whatever life brings you next? Yeah, I you know, I think consistency, like period doesn't matter what you do like if you're learning to play guitar if you're wanting to read or start a new habit or whatever it is like don't don't overcomplicate it yeah like you don't need a big complicated like training schedule or like anything to do it like just 
just do a little bit every day. And like I had a goal and I said, look, I'm going to do this week is a 45 mile week. And if I did big mileage early in the week, then the weekend I didn't have to do so much. If I didn't get to it during the week, I would just do it on the weekend. Like, but the, the goal for me is just consistent, consistent mileage. And then, um, so like consistency is a big thing. And then gratitude, like there wasn't a, there wasn't a second that went by on last Saturday where I wasn't like, dude, I'm freaking like, look how lucky I am to be here and look how like blessed I am to have like, you know, Micah and Julie and my crew and everybody out here that would support me. And, um, there was like, when I started feeling kind of crappy, like I was just like, I'm freaking, you know, I'm super lucky. I'm fortunate to be able to run. I'm super fortunate to be, you know, 47 years old and doing what I'm able to do and hopefully inspiring some others to just like, even it's not, it has to be an ultra, but just to do something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like just gratitude and consistency. Those would be like the two big things. Um, there's nothing like, you know, earth shattering about any of it, but, no, but yeah. everybody out there, write those two words down because those are two things. Micah, you taking notes? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's not, he's not taking notes. You're like all my students not taking notes. Uh, but dude, those are two things that are available to every single person ever. That's like, you can be consistent. You can have gratitude. You, anyone can do that. And I just feel like there's superpowers. Mm -hmm. If you can tap into consistency and you can tap into gratitude, your life is just going to be on that positive path. Michael, what do we, what do we ask you every single night before bed? Oh yes. What are you grateful for? There you go, man. And you have to come up with something, right? Yep. Every single day. Yes. And you can't be like my students where they tell me something really vague. Like they go like life, Mr. Ward. And then I'm like the cereal, the movie with, uh, Eddie Murphy. What are we talking about here? The board game. And (laughs) so I guess you got to be specific, right, Micah? Yes. Why? Why do you have to be specific? Because there's only one thing you're ever grateful for in a day. And sometimes there's a lot of things, but every every time you have to narrow it down to one thing because that's the one thing that was really special to you that day. Oh, man, I love it, dude. Yes! Every single day since you've been, like, super little. Yep. I love that, man. It's, it is so huge, dude. Mm-hmm. which I think that is just a wonderful takeaway. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, you bet, man. Thanks for having me. I have to say this him. before we wrap up. You're yeah. wearing a uh, Western States hat. Yep. And then you're wearing a Dunder Mifflin's rabies awareness run uh, for Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity R- Rabies Awareness <laughs> Fun Run. Which run was more... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can't compare the two. I know Meredith got bit by that bat. I know. It's so good. <laughs> Dude, there were bats. There were bats at Western States. <laughs> no way. All night, man. We we're just getting like bombarded with bats. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. You know the worst part? They just fly right in front of your headlamp. I'm like, oh my God, was that a bat? And they're just all over the place. Here's the worst part. When someone points out that it's bats, because in my mind, because I'll do it like at Stanley Lake here yeah. in the morning in the dark. I'll be running along. There'll be stuff flying around. I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're just birds. And they're then bats. once you realize they're bats, it's a mindset shift. And you're like, why did someone point that out? Why the rats with wings? They're rats with wings. I don't want yeah, this. So bad. 
but anyways they're cool uh they eat mosquitoes we're all good yeah yeah Yeah, take that uh mosquitoes so tim thank you for coming on man we'll have you at some point in the future when you do something else amazing and incredible and super cool yeah get out there and run all right perfect dude all right that wraps up this week's episode of the like a bigfoot podcast uh huge thanks to tim for coming on the show and sharing his story um as always and it's it's been really fun doing the podcast because i can kind of see the progression of tim as this really cool ultra endurance athlete and all the amazing events that he's done uh throughout the year which at you know at this point has culminated in western states which is so so cool and huge congrats to all the runners who uh participated in western states last weekend um it seems like it is a kind of a life-changing experience so um i hope everyone had a wonderful time doing that race uh and i'm really really proud of tim uh really proud of of him for getting it done and staying that focused and driven and after we finished recording this episode he showed me the belt buckle and it was so cool man and i'm like that dude that dude has earned this buckle but also this feeling and sense of accomplishment and pride in what he's been able to do um it's been really cool to to see um all these amazing things happen for him um so it's been awesome. So uh, thank you all for listening. Um, that'll wrap up the episode this week. And we will be back with you all next week with another episode. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate all you guys tuning in. And we'll talk to you then.